Hi, I'm John. And I'm Callan. And I'm John Doe. This is Hold Up. This is the show where we talk about movies from long ago and not so long ago and see if it holds up. He, he put that thing on me. He made me wear it. He told me to fuck her. And I, and I did. I fucked her. He had a gun in my mouth. Oh, the fucking gun was in my throat. Fuck. Oh, God. Oh, God. Please help me. Help me. Please help me. Cue the theme song. Your seven deadly things, Captain. Gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, pride, lust, and envy. Disguised methodical, exacting, and worst of all, patient. He's a nutbag. Just because the fucker's got a library card doesn't make him Yoda. Ernest Hemingway once wrote, The world is a fine place and worth fighting for. I agree with the second part. All right. 1995. We got a David Fincher movie. A little ditty. Not six, not eight. Seven. Yeah. Seven heaven. We have uh, Brad Pitt, Gwyneth Paltrow, Morgan Freeman, Kevin Spacey, R. Lee Ermey, and John C. McGinley. In this thriller... Suspense, psychological, psychological thriller. A little bit of horror. Not horror. I don't know. It doesn't fall into the horror category. It's a psychological thriller. It definitely has that horror aspect. It's dark. It's Fincher, though. Yeah, it's dark and precise. Everything with Fincher is dark and rainy and fucking walking down dark hallways all the time, and it's always unnerving. (laughs) In this movie, it's raining all of the time except for two occasions, and one of them is at the end. Yeah, the very end. So in this movie, we follow Detective David Mills as he arrives in a, a new city or a new part of the city. They don't say which city a this new, movie's based a new in. City. He's in Hell's Kitchen. It's New York, isn't it? I don't, oh, I don't, I don't, I don't I, think it's ever said. I think you could assume for sure. Oh, I thought they said Hell's Kitchen. He, he, but he comes from a smaller town or a, a different just city. Just a different, like this is the worst, like the murders here. Like, yeah. Like, so Morgan Freeman's character is totally fed up with how crazy things have got. Um, so Somerset's on his way out for retirement. Mills comes in as the, the bright new face who wants to make a name for himself. He's not unproven, but for sure he's not been a murder police for I very long. I feel like long. he comes from like a city like maybe in Atlanta or something like that. Or maybe Connecticut. If this is in New York, maybe he's in like the Connecticut, Connecticut area yeah. or somewhere and like it just, that. It, it never says, but it feels like because he keeps saying... Um, um, uh, Morgan Freeman keeps kind of mentioning that he he hasn't really worked in some a place like this. Like, yeah. no, he keeps saying not here. Yeah. He's like, I wasn't guarding a Taco Bell. Yeah, it's it's funny when um, um, when the two of them start getting into it, they have to build the respect for each other. So Somerset is really eager. He brings Somerset a coffee. Somerset has no interest in making any kind of relationship with this kid. Um, but he is not coming from a place of meanness. He's coming from a place of, of reality. Like, this is the worst place on in the world. And like, why would you request to be transferred here? And now you're here and you're like getting ready to go. It's like, no, just shut up and pay attention. That's what you do. And so it carries on like that. And, and Brad Pitt's character, um, Mills, he's like, he feels like he's earned some of his chops and, and, you know, he doesn't know what he doesn't know, but for sure he's, he's put off by Somerset's attitude. And I think when, when Somerset says he doesn't want the case, Mills like, fuck it. He didn't want to give it to me. You know, he doesn't really give a shit. He just wants to prove, prove what he's got. Um, so it sets up this really interesting cop dynamic that we don't see quite done this way in this type of movie very much. 
Yeah, are, you, you guys are right too. It doesn't take place anywhere specifically, but it's in, the writer was inspired by how much he hated New York. It <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kevin Andrew Walker or whatever his name is. Yeah, he uh, he didn't really write any great, great, great scripts after this. He he wrote that eight millimeter and shit like that. Unfortunately, mm. he doesn't have a great track record after this. Andrew Kevin Walker, but yeah. Um, was 8mm good? I can't remember. No, I remember not. liking it. It, it was all about the snuff film, It right? wasn't good when it came out. I, I remember not liking it when it came out. I was young, so Nick anything Cage. dark and murdery like that, I would have been into. Isn't Joaquin Phoenix in that, too? Not as far as I remember. I just remember... He, does, he partners up with a young person. I'm I saw, to that up, I saw it, it more than once, but I just remember not liking it. Yeah, it was, it, it was nowhere near the tone of this movie. And it was actually maybe about... A, a, a more of an underworld eight millimeter yeah it was definitely the, an underworld. the snuff or at least that kind of like faking the snuff film yeah. underworld which would be you know kind of slimy he this was like he was like a private detective trying to get a snuff film back for some old witch person right yeah yeah that's kind of weak sauce anyway but we're not talking about that movie we're talking about this yeah, movie so, so this movie is like insanely um like all of the things that people said about this movie at the time like it, I feel like it's only gotten better and already like just watching it. That's one of the amazing things I, I, I noticed about it too, is that a lot of movies when they're older like this, like 95, yeah. those movies tend to have like a little patina on them after a while. You can really tell the age is there, even if it's a good movie still, the age is there with this man. I mean, you don't feel it. No. Like the cars and stuff are dated, right? It's older, but you don't feel that. It doesn't stand that. out. The no. movie's not about any of that. So no. it's it and it, it when at the time even it seemed like their office was ratty and old and everywhere they go is ratty and aged. And so it would still look that way today. It doesn't mm -hmm. seem like it's aged at all because it was old then and it is now. It's weird. Yeah, and it would just fall. I mean, the the movie's so good. It, it you would just eventually as time goes on it will just fall under a period piece of a certain time of american crime or yeah it's not it doesn't matter car like brent was saying the cars are very old like there there was there, it was back when in the 90s when they all cars were square yeah and all the oh, police yeah. cars were those what kind of cars were those that they use oh they were the, the impalas the capris capris yeah yeah they, they were all the ones that when you turn the steering wheel you could turn it for a quarter turn before it actually turned and then when it did you like <laughs> swayed way to the other yeah. side because of the big boat yeah boat action yeah I love those cars Hilarious. the way that you'd swing in there the couch style seating yeah you bucket could seats fuck in those cars not now. everything yeah. but, <laughs> but everything all of the all of the elements like so the very opening scene is like so, I mean, there's so much characterization in this. And the days of the week are set up yeah. really well because this See, movie all happens over the course of a week. So. Yeah, tick, and it has a ticking clock and stuff with yeah. the dates, so it builds tension and stuff because you know there's time running out because you're seeing those days come up. Yeah. They characterize Morgan Freeman right at the beginning of the Great. movie just by oh, showing yeah. that metronome. That's yeah. all you need. But you not understand even, him just as soon as you see the metronome. But not even that that particle consistent. That yeah. part, yes, but like the scene where he goes into uh, the very first scene, I believe he goes into uh, that building where a woman in a uh, there's a domestic violence murder. Right. And uh, that's right. Yeah. He's asking questions about the kid. Where's the kid? Did the kid see anything? And that one detective's like, "What the fuck?" He's, he's like, like, "We're all yeah. gonna be happy when you're out of here." Yeah. He says. Yeah, we're all going to be really happy when you're gone or retired or whatever. Yeah. And it just goes to show how different he is than uh, the other police officers. He's not a heartless, cynical, 
yet he's becoming that he, and that's why he's yeah. trying to get out i think he's he's been able to maintain some part of his humanity yes even though he's deadened himself to it because he's an intel because he's an intellect yeah he's the, still able to ask the tough questions yeah he's still a good cop but yeah. he still has the humanity like the, he asked about the kid whereas the other murder police that's there he's like the fuck do i care about that like i got a dead body this one did it it's over this is open shut who gives a fuck about the kid mm -hmm. and as cold as that is that's that's just where that guy's coming from because he's seen this a million times before too and it just it it, it throws you right in like that um and and it is you guys are right it's a great way to, to start out with somerset to show you what he's all about he just but right away you know he's an intellectual guy like thoughtful, he's, he's a good detective. Thoughtful, yeah. Those are great descriptions. I mean, like you know all those things about him from that one scene, and then like Brent said with the metronome. Yeah, it's also like another. Yeah, it's just so good setup. And then as we soon get as, into the uncomfortable credits, then yeah, which is like people tried to rip these. It's so funny to me, but um, the Jackal tried to rip this off. So many. The Jackal was a movie that tried to rip these off, but so many films have tried to rip off these credits. It's super finchery. It, it's so uncomfortable. You know what it it's makes me think today. of? Though? Every time oh, yeah. I watch it, the I think of the. Oh, I, I think of the production team that had to build all that stuff, like to make those binders for the scene when they're in John Doe's apartment, and they oh, used to yeah. use those up front for the for the stuff and doing the stitching and having the old hands with the finger the fingerprints like carved off. The, uh, the, and th that's like introducing you to John Doe in a weird way. Um, which yeah, you don't really is. get to know him until a little bit later yeah. as things progress. But right off the start, you're like, what the fuck? And the music, and it's the, Trent Reznor, of course. Yeah, the Trent Reznor music. Who did the music for this, and adds, you can tell adds, immediately. Adds to that scene. Like, oh, there's, there's no other music that would have gone as well. No. John Doe's apartment, I always thought that they filmed on location in David Fincher's bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's guaranteed what it looks like at his place, uh, right? Just <laughs> dark and evil. Lots of stories. Yeah. yeah. And those, those credits are like, yeah, his. Those are go down in history as some of the most s tone setting, They're yeah. setting you up for the movie. Even the even the way that the uh, the scrolling or whatever is I read is opposite what normal is. So yeah. it's something that you don't notice. Yeah, but it's unsettling. Yeah, it's like when you're looking for it, you'll find unsettling. it. But if you're not thinking about it, if you yeah. see this movie for the first time, you might not be able to put your finger on why you're squirming in your seat. <laughs> And and then when uh Aside from the images yeah, are very disturbing, helps. I that guess, helps, right? Yeah. And then they they <laughs> also I mean like there's every so it just seems like everything like so like wardrobe. Mills wardrobe and, and Somerset's wardrobe are fucking perfect. There's yeah. a little everybody's detail. wardrobe is perfect. John Doe, everybody's every, there's a little detail with Mills that I love every time I see it. Um and however like at work he's trying to be a tough guy, but they have little quip little scenes where he's like putting stuff in his office desk, his his books and, and doesn't want to talk to his wife, so he's a little bashful about it. But the one thing I love about him most with his wardrobe is that all his ties are pre tied. And they're either on a hanger or hanging over something because the guy doesn't know how to tie a tie. He probably has his wife, uh, Tracy, do it for him and he just has them. So when he needs to go to work, he slips the tie over his head and, and ties Oh, right, it. yeah. And all his ties are awful. Like They're all wrinkly. All wrinkly, but they're all like weird pattern designs, like n n nothing like what Somerset is rocking for like formal suit and all that and stuff. And he wears like it, the it, cool leather jacket. Yeah. Leather mm -hmm. jacket cool, as that one guy says in another movie. Leather jacket cool. It's just, it's the, the whole tie thing for me was just a nice, a nice little touch to show that Mills is trying, but he's like, he's, he's, over his over his weight range. What do they say? But punching over your punching, punching over, over his over weight. weight class. Yeah, pun he's punching over punching his weight above class. Your weight class. But yeah. he's 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 pulling a good game off. And he, like through the course of events of the movie, he he does 
once he starts to learn a bit from Somerset and gets a chance to show himself, he, he carries things through pretty well. He has potential, but... He looks like he just came from the set of 12 monkeys. and <laughs> Like, he's got that wildness to him. Yeah. Which I like. Like, that, that Brad Pitt is the Brad mm. Pitt that I, like, initially started kind of falling in love with. Like, that's the Brad Pitt. The 12 monkeys Brad Pitt with that craziness. I mean, he's not that now anymore. He's still got, like, a little bit of, like, this... I don't know what do you call it, but cocksure or whatever. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But there was this, there was this edge to him back then. Yeah. Both them, both of the actors knew what they were doing too. Like Brad Pitt's character is a bit of a tryhard and uh, asking a lot of questions. And, um, it's great because, uh, he, he, he overdoes it. And then, uh, when they go see the, the first body, they find the fat body, the, uh, gl- gl- what is it? Gluttony. The, he uh he just he talks too much during the crime scene. Yeah, casual. And, and he gets he gets told to leave and go bang on doors, which yeah. is like the lowest of the low jobs. You send the oh, officers. Complete disrespect. You yeah. send the foot yeah, patrol. Yeah, it's for the yeah. foot patrol guys and he t- tells him to go do that and he, he that guy ranks him so he has to listen. Yeah. It's uh, it's just it's that that whole scene is so creepy and stuff too. You yeah. can tell right there, like the fact that um that Mills requests that transfer, the whole way that he pulls himself together around those things, it's obvious that he's in there for the recognition. Yeah, like he he's trying to make more ranks. He's trying to advance in the in the in the precinct, whereas Somerset is about the job. Yeah, like he doesn't he never wanted to be captain. Do you know what I mean? Like. He, he, it's almost like, um, it's like a calling for him. Oh yeah. I get the sense though that for David, it's not about being promoted as much as not it is, all. is about the work. Cause, cause he does want to work. Yeah. T- but you see the way that the he tougher approaches cases, stuff. The and, tougher. Uh, it's yeah. He wants the tough cases, but I feel like he wants that because that's, he's like, this is the caliber of detective I am. This is where I should be. Like, it's about accomplishing things and then getting recognition for being good. Yeah, that's He fair. would never, like, whereas Somerset would be happy mm. to be in the background solving cases and never get recognition for it. Yeah. Mills, never. Yeah. Mills yeah. would be in the, in, well, the, in the office being like, I fucking did that. Well. Doesn't make except, him a less good you, detective. You don't, uh, it's except, different motivation. Except mm. you see the opposite when he finds out that he's on that big uh, lawyer's murder case and they're announcing on the news and they're yeah, like, we have our very best. Bit men on this and then he starts thinking because because the press is saying oh you guys fucking hated this guy so you're gonna do a shitty job and uh when they say that he all he's second guessing himself he's like holy shit are they putting me on the case because i'm the fucking newbie yeah and they want me to fucking do a shitty job like is that why i'm here is that why i got this because they don't give a fuck about it yeah so i love that i i I, and he says it with no words he just he like watching on the news and then he like he turns it off. He sends the finger, pr- he sends the out, yeah. forensics guys out and, and then, then he, he sits back and he's like, what the fuck? He's got his, ha- his head in his hands or yeah. whatever and he's like, fuck me. Yeah. yeah. Like, am I the joke here? Am I the butt of the joke? I, I love that scene. He's, it's a great scene. See, I think both of those things can exist though. <clears throat> yeah. No, I, I think you're right. I think like he's not solely going for rank. He's not like I deserve to be captain, but he's, he's, um, um, he's driven. He wants yeah. respect. He's driven, but he also he's he's also um, getting ahead of some of the game by trying to head off like what he will um, what he would consider to be an impediment to his path, like old people just holding them back because. Mm-hmm. So he's very aware of that, um, but he's also in a lot of scenes you can tell he's he's over his head. It just it makes him more likable. It's showing like him fighting 
for what he's got and, and he hasn't proven himself yet and we haven't seen him prove himself, but we, we root for him yeah. until things start falling into place. But yeah, in terms of working with Somerset, <laughs> Somerset's not only like the right demeanor for the, for the job, he's like an amazing detective. So, so this, this, the sets in this movie also like everything. It, it's so gross. This movie, every set is so disgusting. The set with the big guy, the, gluttonous guy yeah. is disgusting oh yeah there's bugs there's it's dark it's dusty it's dingy it's dirty there's like a great big fat person yeah <laughs> it's really creepy and um the flashlights i mean the lighting in this movie is it's like masterful this is where fincher this is where he figured out what he liked for lighting is this movie that Oh, like yeah. after this movie, everything kind of looks like seven that he does. That you can do things. In you can see it in Mindhunter, which is like the because yeah. he yeah, he yeah. directed the first episode of that, and then they had to follow his same, his look. Same cars, I think. House of Cards, yeah, yeah. right. It's exactly the same. It's the it's the lighting in the dark, like how how the scenes look crisp. You don't miss anything of what's in there. It it's not quite like it's not Game of Thrones season eight big battle fucking horrible black where you can't see shit. He uses it's, it, but yeah. it's not day for night either, right? It just it looks so good. So even though it's dark and they are using flashlights, what they're able to show and focus on in the room for what the light beams are hitting, it's it's nasty. It's it, it feels real. Like it feels like does feel real Nothing's it feels real and dingy and yeah, yeah it, but yet crisp yeah it like just it's, has it's got that that reality to it it has the texture yeah yeah that's feel. it that's yeah. exactly it, you, it it's tangible yeah is what it is you could feel that fucking room and so when they go into there and stuff and they find the first body yeah i love the even the guy they cast fuck man i mean everything about this the, the guy they cast that was the doctor and he was like he's dead yeah. thank you doctor yeah I love that. And then Mills arguing with the cop about them not pulling his head out of the... Yeah. And Somerset of. asking him what the point of the conversation he was going to get in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Mills doesn't care. <laughs> doesn't care at all. It's pretty funny. And so, like, the the, um, the way this case starts to unravel is is great. Um, slow burn. You, wouldn't, you don't even know the first murder has anything to do with anything. Um, it just seems like someone tortured a fat guy and, yeah. and then they start, you know, they reveal how they slowly find out his feet were bound. He was puking in a bucket that the, the killer ran out of food and had to go to the store to buy more and then come back and he keep underestimated the that guy. Down. Yeah, he did. That guy was like, you don't think I could take her? Give me <laughs> Push the gun harder. I like it. <laughs> 12 more cans of SpaghettiOs. Yeah, serious. That'd be a horrible way to go. Oh but my also God. Pleasant. Um, like until it wasn't. Yeah, so then... Yeah, so I bet that would be fast. So Somerset realizes immediately that this is like someone tortured a guy and there's something to it. He doesn't quite know what yet, but he knows it's going to go on. So that's where he fights to be taken off the case and definitely that it shouldn't be Mills's first case and as much as they fight. Um, and then we get case number two, which is the lawyer. Um, so Mills gets taken off the fat guy. Um, Somerset stays with it. Mills gets put on the lawyer. All the while being directed by Arlie Ermery uh, I fucking love that guy as the as the detective sergeant. Ermi is great. Fuck, he's just so, like nothing is like so memorable. You're like he's the best part of the movie, but he's so solid as an authoritative figure. The voice, everything about that guy, the yeah. way he wears his fucking suit. I love when he's sitting there and he's talking to Somerset and there's a phone at the desk and he picks it up. He's like, this isn't even my desk. Boom. And he climbs <laughs> it. And he hangs out the phone. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. I don't know why I laugh my ass off every time. He, uh, it's amazing to me um, knowing his history as a, coming from being a drill sergeant 
as that was his real job and then got cast for um stanley kubrick's movie about vietnam uh full yep. metal jacket i think yeah. he was an advisor at first in that, yeah and then, and then they, they couldn't liked him so much well they couldn't find a drill sergeant that could do it very well and so stanley kubrick was finally like well just you do it yeah and he did and then he's been acting ever since and i in my opinion like i've seen him in lots of stuff but i feel like this is one of his better roles yep because he he has a lot he has a little bit more of a character to do yeah usually you feel like he's like a little bit less yeah he yeah. just doesn't usually have as much dialogue and as much of a character like it's a chance the scene where he goes and sees mills with the little glass jar that's a great scene for him yeah it's one of his best scenes it is and then he like he's about You're to leave miss it and yeah he's <laughs> like somerset's like no somerset's like meant. i just don't know this place anymore he's like it's always been this way yeah, maybe you're like, right. Maybe you're right. Yeah, and then he goes. Maybe all right. He does that pause at the door because he knows, and then he's like, "Oh, forgot to give this to you." And then he puts the jar down with the little piece of plastic. They're like, "It was in his stomach." Yeah. And, and they're like, "They moves things." They more. said they fed it to him, and then all of a sudden he gets that look in his eye, and you know he's gonna. He's like interested in the case again. Yeah, because he because like you said, he's an intellectual, and just that curiosity of it, he's like. Hmm. And that guy knew. He's compelled to find the answer. Yeah, he he baited him. His captain baited him into he, getting into the case. Yeah, he totally did. I really like that. But so, I love, so th- sorry. Oh, no, you go. I was going to say, like, back to your point about um, how Mills gets sent off to this other case. Like, it's total, it's excellent misdirection. Because when you're watching the movie for the first time, you want them both on the case like you're supposed to. Um, Somerset doesn't want them, doesn't want the case himself. And Mills gets reassigned. So right away, you're led to believe that there's like a hiccup there. Yep. But actually, right back on the same case. Yep. He's on the fucking, the lawyer one onto the, um, uh, fucking, I'm losing track of which, what the name for it is. Greed. 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 Yeah. Yeah. So, and then they're right there. Like, I love that it comes right back together instantly. There's no fucking around. There's no big detour. It's like a little misdirection. You feel like it's lost for a moment and yeah. then it's right back on point. And I the lo- clues are great. That's that's the thing is they take he takes the bottle of. Uh, I also love the scene where he gets that little vial with the pieces of pl- flooring in it because the janitor's that is the vial his, scraping yeah. his name off the thing. And he's like, "Excuse me, could you not do that right now?" <laughs> Another funny scene for me. <laughs> that so, that, it, so pissed. that that's how much is all going on in that scene. Like the the directing and the writing is so. There's three or four things going on in the scene. One. He's typing and he's not paying attention. Yep. Two, that guy's trying to talk him into staying. Three, the guy is scratching, literally scratching his, his name, name <laughs> off his door because it's not going to be his office it's anymore. Be office. <laughs> and then four is the thing with the glass jar. Yeah. What a great scene. And like it's like a four two, two minute scene. It's not long. No. It's so it's there's so just good. so much going on in that scene that <clears throat> keeps your interest. And then like it moves the story for it with him the glass jar. He moves the fridge. So yeah, he moves the fridge. He f- sees, gets gluttony, and then he like goes and pulls together his seven deadly sins mock up presentation for Mills and for the cat for yeah, the sergeant. Yeah. Is he a sergeant captain? Doesn't matter. Anyway, so like he wanted it. Yeah, he they, wanted like, it. Give it to and the kid. He's like, he's like no. He's like, I'm, wanted it. He's like, I'm all, I'm all over, over it. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mills um, is like, that's so it's so funny when he says that. The captain, he's like, I'm all over it. So then, so then the next scene we get with the with the boys is where Mills is moving into the office, and Somerset has to give him space, and um, he uh, <clears throat> he uh, 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 what was I going to say? 
gives him space. Uh, so uh, Tracy calls the office and uh, wants to talk to Somerset. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then gets him invited over for supper and won't take no for an answer. That's another little She doesn't even scene. tell David. No. He, David has to ask him. Yeah, because he, he wouldn't. Somerset she hangs up on him, though. David and she's already hung up. Yeah, she's fucking like, hung up. So, yeah. I've been invited to dinner. I accept it. <laughs> I know, and I love how he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and and so the the next scene that follows, where like there's so much more information that comes at us because we learn more about Tracy. We get to see David in his home life, where he plays with his dogs and obviously loves his wife. Um, and we get to see that more information, get more information, and see the softer side of Morgan Freeman. And everyone has a good laugh on the the, the shitty apartment that they the got. very first That's time. That's when the tension really breaks, and they like it's the they first start time to it come lets together up. a yeah. little bit. The, it, the first time that David and uh, Tracy speak, like in the script, is when he comes home with Mills. And yeah, she, right, they call each other and they call each other losers. Yeah. He's like, hello. She's like, hello. And he's like, loser. Yeah. Because <laughs> he knows what she did. Yeah. It's great because you automatically set up what their relationship is. Yeah. I, I still find the one thing I found weird was the thing with the dogs. What about it? Where he's like wrestling with those dogs on the newspaper. Yeah. He says, he's like, he's like, where are the kids? She's I like, know. In, the, in their room. I know. But like those fucking dogs and in the city in their fucking apartment those yeah. are big dogs well oh. they'd need to be walked often like a lot possible and you never see them again those things were like fucking uh, great danes or some yeah. shit yeah, they're great yeah danes. they were oh my god yeah like yeah. i don't they should have just i they're, don't know the thing is that those are pretty good apartment dogs actually because they're like notoriously lazy yeah so they're uh, huge but they're like you're so wrestling lazy. with them shit yeah, so well, they'll I'm, play they're not they're not useless stone <laughs> animals but I, I missed something in here which was actually important i was putting the pieces together in my head but as part of his workup um morgan freeman had gone to the library and started to pull off the, the reference books shit. yeah it was after the first to first time so he, he that's how mills uh gets the um dante for dummies or whatever books he that, gets the cold notes he Cole's does notes. i yeah, remember cliff he puts notes. those cliff notes in his new desk next to mill next right to that's Somerset. right so th that all brings it back to post dinner after they've had their nice niceties um they're working on the case and uh, mills makes a reference um, to to the the seventh layer of hell or whatever the fuck with the Dante Dante's story. Dante's Inferno, Dante's yeah. Inferno, and and uh, Somerset's like you read it, and Mills like well parts, and I, I I don't know that stuck out in my head this time is like that's gonna be the first time that Somerset actually respects the kid because he's like oh wait now this kid has promise he went out and looked at but what I told before him. Before we go any further, we should talk about the scene because that's also one of the best directed scenes in the movie and the music. That mm. scene has one of the funniest things for me in the whole movie as well. Which is what the wine? Because Mills goes, Mills <laughs> no, no, goes, no, no, I'm gonna get a beer. You want a beer? And uh, and he goes, wine. And he comes back with like a fucking huge water glass filled <laughs> with wine <laughs> to the and, top. And so the train goes by, and they both pick up their drinks so that the rattle doesn't shake the yeah. drinks off. And when Morgan Freeman picks his up, he like takes a moment, to, and it's just a moment. You don't even notice. It's not a big yeah, part that they flash, stay on. Yeah, it's a flash. Just he looks at the glass like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? Who the fuck like, drinks this? Give me like a <laughs> 500 mils of wine. Wine, like it was like a three quarters of a bottle. No, but I was talking about the scene in the library. Oh, right. Where oh. he goes to the library and there's all those all old the guards. The guards playing poker. And then he's like talking about... Do they do about it the first time he goes or the second? No, he only goes once. Yeah, it's the first because he goes there that time. And he's like, he's like, all this culture around and you guys play poker. And then he turns up the classical music and he goes, how's that for culture? Yeah. And then he... And I love that yeah. they all love it. Like all the guys at the table are like, yeah, they're it, totally good. It's with like it. very famous, like Beethoven or uh, Mozart song yeah. too. 
and it's and it's beautiful because it's over top of him like the it's showing the library and the library is like the old like you know like the ancient it's building like the oh, it's like yeah. the tomb yeah and yeah. he's like and it's going through the pages as the music is like and the camera fincher loves to move the camera and in that scene in the library he the camera's either always constantly moving across pages or it's pushing in on things and like to that music and it's those slow drawn out push-ins so that the audience really feels like time is passing and 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 they're and they're seeing a lot of stuff like it's going in between the different bookcases and stuff it's just and like it's a fucking mat yeah and then the light the totally photocopy illegal. light is <laughs> the photocopy light is bouncing off his face oh my god like what a scene it's good the music the tone, oh my god and like it's the so fact good. that he couldn't sleep that night and and went into the library to work like more character building yeah mm -hmm. and, and just a chance to show off a bit yeah it's great and then so then we go to the scene that i was talking about with the wine yeah so once again this movie is great with um unveiling the what's going on where they it's clues that they discover and then the audience is on the exact same page as them. We're discovering it with them at the same time. Great. It's always great when writers do that. I yeah. love when they do that shit. Yep. It, it works. It works really well. They, they hash it out. They talk it out. They're looking at pictures. They, and then kind of Brad Pitt after uh, has the epiphany around the, the, eyes, the eyes, the blood painted on the eyes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what if it's something she was supposed to see, but hasn't had well, a chance. Well, that's that line. He's like, he's like, there's always something, that one little detail. And he's like, that's it. That's yep. that one detail. Yeah. And then they go talk to the wife. Yeah. Which is horrible. Yeah. It's, and then they have to show her their pictures yeah, with, with little the sticky post notes, post-its put over the bad parts. Oh my God. Yeah. That, that's like, like not cool. It's, but but it's an do? eye opener. Like this is the job, right? And they need the info. They need her to look now. Because like time is wasting. Well, that's what, what's his name? It's funny because Brad Pitt was the one who kind of felt bad. Yeah. And he's like, we got to get this from her. Yeah. Like we got to, we have to do this. This is one chance. And they do. She, she noticed, she notices a painting is not. He rehung the painting upside down. Yeah. Yeah. He took out the supports, the nails for the wire and replaced them. So hilarious. And then uh, we figure out that he's he's really started to connect the dots now because the hand that he uses to write help me on the wall is from the fourth victim third victim that we that we've not met yet but will who is be sloth away. i believe it's sloth yeah i think it was sloth yeah it is it's written on the bed i the believe the, tied up with the trees everywhere yeah jesus the zombie. Yeah. so they so then they, you get the cop scene where the cops are going to go bust down the door I know, and, and the guys getting like their giving vests them the, on. And that mm. one, if I were to complain about something, this movie it would be with Arlie Armory giving them the brief as they're walking towards the SWAT vans. Oh yeah. It wouldn't happen that way. Mostly because they have to form a single file line going like through hallways and stairs. So the guys in the back would be like, what's our job? I don't know. I can't hear. <laughs> yeah. You'd never, you'd never, you'd never brief them like that, that way. But I understand they wanted to keep things moving and have yeah. to walk and talk and that's that's fine. It gets them there. And it more importantly, it gives our heroes the chance to doubt. They both are doubting. Somerset is more vocal about it, but he's like, just doesn't seem like our guy. But we, uh, but we do get a little taste of uh, John C. McGinley, who plays the, the kind of SWAT leader. Um, he's, he only has a, two major scenes in this movie. This is one of them. And then he's in the helicopter at the very Dicks. end. Dicks! Yeah. Dicks! 
Max, get in here. Yeah, I love that. Um, so yeah, they bust open that place. Um, I like how they also the SWAT team guys do love it because that one guy turns up. He's like, they love this. Yeah, SWAT before dicks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then they're like, they're doing all their tack shit with their flashlights on their guns. And Mills and Somerset, like, so I think Somerset's like they live for this, and they're yeah. like, letting them enjoy it, which is good because there'd be a little bit of a clash between those guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then after they after they secure that room, oh my god, that. Man's the body been tortured for 365 days to the day exactly is when he is found. So, in retrospect of this movie, and we can maybe talk about this as we talk about the last few murders as well, is um, it's a beautiful masterpiece. His plan, John Doe's plan, going through, but I've never really taken the time to seriously sit and think. Is it possible that he could have timed all these things as perfectly as he did? I never question it. I never do either. And even right now. I The last time I watched it, I thought about it. It, it crossed my mind. But like that's what makes him such a badass villain is that he led them down the primrose path. And uh, the thing that would have been the hardest is waiting a year to reveal your yeah. plan. The patience. It's crazy. You would have had to wait 365 days. Like it's and it's it's covered by dialogue. Uh, uh, he says it. Yeah. He says, think of the of the uh, what do you call it? The will it would take to like you know take care of this guy for a year, sever his hand, uh, give him antibiotics. Like yeah. it's like he did that for like a fucking year. It's crazy to it was, think about. It it's extra terrifying because you start to realize like how smart he is and like he's, he's obviously batshit crazy but he's methodical he's diabolical and he's incredibly um committed well, he's committed <laughs> he's dedicated course, he's the but, most but you need to be incredibly um you need to have the sort of brilliance to be able to do all of this oh yeah the the painting upside down the the taking care of this guy for 365 years the knowledge or 365 days the knowledge you would take um, to do all of this successfully. Like he's got a breadth of knowledge. Like he's got, yeah, he's just crazy. As he's fuck. just, he's just crazy, but he's, I mean, he's like a super villain. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. Um, uh, did you guys question it? I know you, were I just don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, if I were to think about it hard, I don't like, cause they, he'd have to know a general timeline when they'd find the fat guy within a day or two of the death or, or maybe someone called it and I can't remember exactly how that one got triggered. Um, he could have called it in himself. A, a he called in some of the other ones later it's to true. speed up the process. A couple of days later, he, they would have found the stuff in the stomach as part of a regular autopsy and maybe taken it back. So it would have taken a good cop to like unhatch the plan. Like what if the yeah. guy who didn't care where the kid was, what if that cop caught the murder? And then he's like, I don't give a what the fuck is this vial of... He's, so the guy eats floor pieces. He ate everything. He's fat. And then throw it out. And then the plan is never... Well, and the same with the painting being upside down. Like, you yeah. need that woman to identify that. That's an abstract painting. There's yeah. nothing to give anyone else a signal about that, right While well, he circles the eyes. Yeah, it's true. But it's the there's eyes, no guarantee that those things would have went through. So, I mean, I guess if, if we examine this too close. But you know, you never think about it because this movie just never stops. Um, so we get the guy who's been tortured for a year and kept alive... <laughs> Um, and is still alive by the time they, they find him, but he'll be, he'll be dead soon. Actually, he never dies No, to he, our knowledge. No, he, well, we don't know he does, but yeah, no, they, they also address it with dialogue Jesus, once again. I hope he does. He'd which die is, right now of shock if you shined a light in his eyes. That, because that's what um, good writers do. Like he, those, all these thoughts you're having about this, it's all covered in dialogue. Yeah. Like, like 
um, Mills says he's crazy, and uh, and uh, Somerset's like, no, look what he did. Look at all this shit that he did. He, he, a person could not be crazy and do everything this guy did. Yep. So it's 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 talked it's totally about right. by the characters. Yeah, it totally is. <clears throat> Which I love when they do that. If if it's done well, yeah, it's not explained log. Otherwise, you want to see it. Yeah, and yeah. it's not explained log. I mean, like the whole thing with Somerset questioning why he fought to get there. That's not explained log. That's once again. You're, he is explaining something, but he's asking questions because because his character is a an, he's a very curious guy. Yeah, he's always asking questions. Legitimate dialogue is is a total different thing from it's, the explain log. It's yeah, when, it's yeah. when it's obvious that they've put it in there to tell you something, as opposed and to just normal conversation. Yeah, it has no purpose. Correct. Right? Yeah, correct. It, it's a t- it's a fine line to walk for sure, but and they do it so well. Th- this movie does. They it. they, they do never stumble on that shit. Yeah. So then they find, what do they find? The receipt for the suit next? The suit. The sex suit. The sex suit. Oh, um, no. They go to his house. So this is oh, when they, yeah, ca- they come up with the plan. Yes. To check oh, the yeah. library databanks. And, and, and talk to the pizza man. The yeah. guy. Mr. Stinky. Mr. Stinky, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is all fine. It's all fine the way they explain who that guy is and that the FBI keeps lists so they can kind of unofficially monitor people's reading habits and and go go after them and they get lucky on this one and so like it's 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 luck but it's not um it's not like the bad kind of luck that you typically see in movies it actually they get to surprise john doe but john doe is also gets a bit of an upper hand on them and accelerates his plan so it's not the worst bit of surprise out of left field that that you could have written into a movie they make it plausible enough and the fact that Somerset was like, it's a big secret how this all works. It doesn't officially happen. John Doe couldn't have anticipated it. And so wasn't prepared for it. I like that line where he says that, that sparks it as he's like, just cause he's a lot, got a library card. doesn't make him fucking Yoda. Yeah. 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 And then he, that's when Somerset gets the idea. Yeah, it's true. So, Somerset's like, so you they, need they get a, a driver's license books. and a ID to get a library card. It's true. Yeah. It's so and, smart. And he'd be reading specific stuff. Um, so yeah, it, it works. Um, so they end up there, and then one of the one of the tightest, most tense foot chases in a movie that I can recall in a long time. Everything about it. Um, there's there's shooting. There's lots of running. There's almost shots. Um, so Mills breaks his arm, um, and because uh, Brad, Pitt Brad Pitt broke, his, broke arm. his arm, they they kind of wrote <clears throat> that in to the whole scene because it didn't really make much difference for the rest of the movie from there. Um, yeah, uh, it, it's it's so tense. You don't know. You think Mills is going to die. That's like a happy it's accident. A gun right to his temple. Yeah, his own gun. That's a happy accident too with the uh, with him break, the actor breaking his arm because that actually w- really works. That he's injured the rest of the movie and his arms in a cast. Mm-hmm. Like when he's like in the when they're in the apartment and he has to find the phone and he has to like pull his arm out of the sling and stuff. Yep. He's got the big cat. I fucking love all that it's stuff. To me, that's all stakes, right? Like yeah. it's it's also showing me that there are consequences. Like seeing the two detectives operate without um, impairment, even though we're going through all these murder cases and this crazy, evil, diabolical shit. Mm-hmm. If the detectives never inter- never um, encounter anything like that, that makes me realize that this world is a dangerous world, then it's that same whole, like it's a, watching the superhero movies where the superhero never gets hurt. Yeah, like, it's... That to me isn't interesting because I've lost all 
all be- like there's no sense of danger there's no there's no stakes here but when his arm breaks you realize that you can die they and can, the gun they can die yeah and the yeah. gun to his head and stuff too like this is exactly what they didn't do even though we i think we all agreed predator held up yeah i believe we did yep, mm-hmm. we did they that was one of the things they didn't use to their advantage in predators they they should have been starving they should have been trying to find sources of water they should have ran out of ammunition conflict yeah mm-hmm. they should have ran out of ammunition stakes raised it's just yeah. like we wasted all our ammunition now we have to fight the predator with we no guns a space alien with, yeah, a, with, with a shoulder with, cannon with no fucking weapons yeah. mm-hmm. like those are the types of things they could have really used they're in the jungle they don't have any food they don't have any supplies yeah missed opportunity yeah, yeah totally sure. and this movie like uses oh, that oh, yeah in like spades yeah it's great so they get through that um and then they the photographer they yeah, then the photographer... Oh, that was earlier. That was after yeah. the guy with the, the the trees in his stairs. Oh, right. So that's, that's the first time... You never would know. Yeah, the first time we meet John Doe. Yeah, and that's the first time he, I think, learns who's on the case. Yes. And he gets their name. He not only gets he their says, photo, and Detective then Mills, Mills. like, Mills, M-I-L-L-S, Go fuck yourself, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He'd be he like he gave it up himself. Like Tracy, yeah. That's how he finds... That's how he knows to go get Tracy. Yeah, he's off one of the cops for Mills' information. Yep. Yep. Yeah, or something like that. That's exactly what they say. Oh, yeah, Um, yeah. But in the house, they think they got his money supply. They discover Hmm. exactly how crazy this person is, and and so do we as the audience. It's absolutely nutballs. Oh, yeah. When we get to see his apartment, that I mean, that's such a tough thing to do because they've built him up so big, and then now we get to see his inner sanctum, Mm -hmm. and they do a great job. Yeah. Great job. It hold his his place holds up totally to to, to the idea that you have of him. Yeah. yeah. Right. And and like Somerset reading the journals and um, I was on the subway the other day and a man started making conversation. Yeah. He was pleasant at first. I hadn't even noticed what I'd thrown up all over him. Yeah, and I couldn't he was stop angry laughing. I couldn't stop laughing. And then he talks about like it would take like a team years to read everything, and it's like mm. no particular discernible order. Just the guy's life poured out in the page. It's 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 freaky and scary. Um, and then they find the photo have, of them in the tub. Yeah, that's right. And then they know that that he was onto them. Uh, then they have a little phone conversation with him, just just more tension, more stakes mm-hmm. raising, promises of yeah. He calls other them shit. there. Yeah, he calls them there because he's so badass. Uh, but they do. I think that is where they find the receipt for the work. Yeah, they um, find the and the picture. I think don't no, they? No, they find the receipt. They take it to the to the, the shop. Pictures after, and the guy says, "Yeah, I take a picture of all my." Oh, work. the leather guy gives yeah. them the oh, the, the picture. Nah, the Polaroid of the of the knife fucking thing. Um, but as soon as they get that photo, is when that murder is called in. Um, yeah. So they leave from there, go to the uh, I don't even know what you call that underground place. It's a fuck it's, is it a hotel? Just a, a, an hourly rate fuck palace? Yeah, it is. Uh, unfortunately, John don't made this random dude slap on a crazy dick knife strap on knife and, yeah. and fuck a lady. So I mean, like that's crazy. The more you think about it. Because they do show the picture of what the guy built. And then though he's wearing a blanket or a sheet over top of his dildo fucking device. Yeah, and, and you can the, see you it can like see protruding. The big, like, metal erection. Scre- and he's screaming at the cops, get so this thing off of me. I forget that guy's name. He was in a few movies um, that yeah, I've really he's liked. He's recognizable. And then the hotel um, lobby boy, I don't know, the guy who would have been at the front counter. He's I've seen him in a few movies and he's just skeezy enough to really pass off this part. So more great casting. Yeah. For the movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so now we have our fifth murder. Uh, no, fourth murder. And so... And then John Doe calls in the uh, 
the one where he kills the woman or yes. he gives her the option to survive yeah. or yeah. <clears throat> that one is um is yeah. a cut off her nose pride. to spite her face pride. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is creepy in its own part that's the one murder that kind of is the biggest the least shocking i guess yeah um it's the least fucked up yeah because well, it because it's not a murder well yeah well it's not it, it's he disfigures her and then he gives her a phone and says you can you're totally fine you'll live call for help or here's a bottle of pills kill yourself because yeah. you're disfigured and she kills herself yeah so it's not truly it's a kind murder. of a it's kind it's of a still fuck. pretty fucking it's still murder i'm pretty sure up, by the technical <clears throat> definition of i don't know in court i mean probably right it's assisted suicide uh, at least well, I think it's worse. <laughs> We're gonna than lock that. you like, up like it's Jack assault. Kovarkian. It's assault and and like assisted it's, suicide. I don't yeah, know. It's bad. It's bad. But it's still. I don't know. For whatever reason, that one stands out as the least shocking. But now that we've just talked about it for two seconds, it's super fucked up. It is fucked up. I thought it was really fucked up, even originally. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you're coming. You're coming down because you just saw a guy fuck a chick to death with a knife cock. That's true. So yeah, maybe they should have left knife cock for the end. But anyway, those interviews that you were talking about earlier today. Between um, Somerset Mills and then the guys, the guy who fucked the person to death, yeah, and then the guy who ran the the underground sex shop or whatever, yeah, that those are great scenes. Yeah. So both those interviews are really good because Mills is like, you like this, you like doing this stuff, and he's like, no, I don't no. like it. I don't but like that's this. Like, well, he asked yeah. him. He's like, he's like, you didn't see anybody. He's like, I didn't see anybody. He's like, you didn't see anybody like carrying With someone under their arm. Everybody's package? got packages. Yeah, he's like, some guys have suitcases. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Um, and then somewhere in the midst of all this, because we're coming up to close to the end, um, Tracy calls Somerset and asks to have a little chat at a local diner. Um, oh, yeah. Great scene. Great very scene. Very important um, that, you know, she didn't really want to be here and David kind of forced it. He wanted to be at the hardest police station to prove himself and she had to go along with it. Um, and that she's pregnant and hasn't told David yet. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. I love that scene. There's this, that scene has got so many beautiful beats in it. And a lot of it has to do with Mills, our Somerset in his own life. Yeah. He talks about his experience with it. And he had a partner. He forced to get an abortion. Uh, well, he wore her down and won. And, and he kind of says, it's not a day goes by. I wish I, we hadn't made a different choice. And he's he's never quite like regretted it either. So... No, he says, yeah, he says both, which is great. It, he never takes, that scene will always work because he never takes a full stand on it. He says he knows they made the right decision, that that, that was the right thing for them to do at that time yeah, in their lives. But he regrets but it. But he regrets it every day. What a, that's a great yeah. dialogue. I mean, it's and, so and he, good because you can be, you don't have to be black and white. Yeah, you can be exactly. both things. And he, he even says, like, if you if you don't choose to keep the baby, then don't tell him. Ever. I love that line too. And, and if you do, then you just spoil him rotten. Spoil him every and day, he, every chance you get. Yeah, and she kind of cries. She's sweet in this, Gwyneth Paltrow. I'm not a you just Gwyneth do, Paltrow fan. But. They do a good job of establishing her as someone that you care about in this movie. Yeah. She's so that when something bad happens to her later, you actually are affected by it. Well, but there's that scene too when um, after that particularly disturbing shit, Mills comes home and just snuggles up behind her. Yeah. yeah, just as like I love you, like yeah. he just like has that tender moment where you can see that there's like a good connection there. But yeah. like she's his grounding, right? Mm-hmm. He's he she almost needs her, I think, to to decompress from everything else. Whereas Somerset has his trusty knife and dartboard. That's right. Yeah, that's men, right. Uh, he uh, does. Here's the great thing too is, and most metronome. other movies would have had him throw the knife and like kill somebody, but yeah. they they never take that bait. 
that's not what that scene's about. They're not setting it up so that he's like this wicked guy with a knife throw. They're just... I he, mean, there is a real Schrodinger's cat thing at the <clears> end. <throat> he uses his knife to open the box. Yeah. Yep. And there... But he doesn't like throw the, the knife uh, at John the Doe. the dialogue of that question, right? He doesn't throw the knife at John Doe, though. That's what yeah, I'm saying. No, yeah, no, I right. know what you're, you're right. saying. Yeah. Because like most of the times you're establishing that as a, as a skill that will be used later. Actually, most movies don't even go that far. They just be it can just throw knives at people. It's like true. a movie we watched recently that made no it's sense. True. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Where they was they was they threw a shitty knife throw yeah. and then they threw a great knife throw right after that. Yeah. Everyone gets lucky. Um, I was really lucky though. So <laughs> so then John Doe turns himself in and we get a couple of scenes with his lawyer, um, which is pretty funny. And so John Doe sets up the final stages of his plan to to go in the middle of nowhere with Mills and Somerset. Um, when he's arrested, it's so fucked up. He like he's re-removed his his uh, fingerprints again, so mm-hmm. he's got the blood on all his hands, and he has both. Uh, there's two types of blood on him. Neither are his, or no, some is his from his fingers, but the other blood they can't identify him. We know who that is. Yes, we do. But Detective. so we also we are so fucking righteous when he yeah. comes in there and screams that he it's can't like get it, their attention. It gets you. Yeah. He before we get to that scene though, we forgot to talk about one of the also best scenes for the Arthur character of Somerset is the one between him and Mills at the bar when uh, Mills is talking to him yeah. about him like quitting the force and he says um he doesn't believe in apathy and this and that and that Mills says so it's what's so great is that Mills is the younger guy and Mills is the more inexperienced and Somerset's the more intellectual, but Somerset doesn't see what he's doing and Mills points it out because that's just how human nature works. Yeah. You can never see the forest for the trees when it comes to your own life. And Mills like points it out so po- poetically. He's just like, I don't think you believe these things because you're leaving. I think you are. I don't think you believe these things and you're leaving. I think you want to believe these things because you're, because you're leaving and, and that'll make it easier for you. Yeah such a great scene yeah. and then he just gets up he pays for his drink and he's like yeah i gotta go home and then that's when he goes and hugs tracy i believe yeah mm-hmm. that's actually right yeah that is a really nice scene great scene no, it's like it's not a it's not an argument it's just a, no. a disagreement and he's like that's fine you think like that i think this and you're full of shit but whatever but I like it because it levels them yeah because somerset's always the authority and it gives me a chance somerset to be the authority yeah. Yeah. and then somerset never argues with him at that point no i think somerset realizes he what he said was right and he has yeah. nothing to say he's speechless yeah for the first time probably in the whole movie and then we get to the kevin spacey giving himself up i mean this movie's so tight well, that that car ride after, oh, man. Um, like the, the lawyer, note. the lawyer stuff is it's fine. All part of it, yep. it's just a mechanism. They right? make that believable, though. They, they yeah, do. no, that's fine. But the car ride is amazing, especially the just scene. before they go on the car ride when they're asking them like, if we don't if we don't take him here, then there's other bodies that'll never be found, and the guys just look at each other and they're like, let's finish it. And and fucking then you know. Well, they know in, they right? know that he's got something planned I for know, them. They're I joking know. while they're putting the wires on and stuff. Like they're having like a little fun time because yeah. they're like, "Hey, he's here now. Like we're in the end zone. You can relax. He's not yeah. going to get anybody else. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So they they kind of let their guard down. Yeah. Well, and they also like each other at this point enough that Mills makes him laugh like a big laugh for yeah. the first time. Yeah. But the, I think, yeah, I think we can all agree that the scene in the car is probably awesome. in a scene of great, a movie of great scenes. That is the best scene. 
Well, it's because you got three of them in there now. Because you got and Spacey. And Spacey's so good in this too. Oh, oh it's, it's great. So he's unbilled at the start of the movie, um, which was a nice surprise for a lot of folks. And he wouldn't have been. No one knew who he was before this time. No. So this movie came so out around the exact same year, if not the same year, as um, the Usual Suspects. Yeah, that's true. So he did close. these those two fucking movies back to back, and now we've done the Usual Suspects, and it does not no, hold, up. hold up. But this. Is but that performance was good of his in that? Yep. He yeah. well, he wasn't the problem. It was no, the screenplay was the, was the problem. Those yeah. two movies in close proximity would be enough to put anybody in that role. I think into, he was no- into star. He was category. nominated for for best supporting him. actor, and then this was nominated. He was nominated maybe for something. He got nominated by, for a bunch of shit at the same time. Yep. And then after that, he started doing touching people inappropriately. Abuse. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he may. <laughs> yeah. Once he just he, likes to touch dicks. I once mean, he started getting work, touch dicks make money. once people were lining up to give him work, he was just like, I'm just going to grab a bunch of dicks and no one can say nothing about it. <laughs> wrong. Dick, 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 wrong. dick, um, Well, not first. But, but the, you Charlie say wrong, Murphy but wrong. like... Wrong. <laughs> you say wrong, but like, I think he got away with it for like another 13 or 15 years after that. Yeah, he did. Apparently he on House of Cards, he was just fucking grabbing everybody's dicks. He's certifiably insane. Have you seen the Seems. videos he's been putting out oh, since? God. Those weird... It's really made me sad. If he could have just been a dirtbag and then disappeared, that would be one thing. But to be a dirtbag and then come out as a fucking <sighs> super creepy dick. Yeah, he's yeah. doing those weird like... Um, Where he's P- Frank PTAs from yeah, like... Yeah, Frank from... Yeah, he's yeah. doing public Underwood. service announcements. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Um, well, I think we got to address we, that. A little bit, a little bit. elephant but, in the but room. But he's not a problem in this movie at all. He no, not at all. Great. And I love the end conversation with the three of them because all three of them end up getting the upper hand at one point. Mm. They make the right point. They, they like are in control of the conversation and... Um, uh, it, and it ends up backfiring in, in most of their faces. I mean, Somerset's all calm and collected. Um, uh, uh, Mills gets up John Doe's ass for being a crazy person um, and, you know, saying how they, they got ahead of him and almost caught him at his place. And then uh, John Doe gets back at Mills by saying he almost remembers breaking his face and blah, blah, blah. You are alive it's great. because I allowed you yeah, to be. He's like, Shut he's up. Like, oh, you Shut got me? Up, he's you like, fucking freak. He's yeah. like, you're the only here because I, I didn't kill you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those those lines were yeah, vicious. Like it is. It's vicious. Somerset to the bone. also does challenge him. He does. Yeah, he, he talks but to him about enjoying his work, and he's saying if he was if it was divine, then why was he getting so much pleasure? Yeah, and he, he, he thinks about it, but then he, he comes up with a with a. He's got a good answer. His, yeah, his point is fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So no. Oh no. He never don't begrudge me for for taking pride in my work. Yeah. Like, he never. He never gets. Somerset never gets him, but Somerset tries. Yeah. The thing that I like is when when uh, when Mills says that thing about the, when you're insane, do you know you're insane? Yeah. You just sit at home reading guns and ammo and masturbating <laughs> with your feces, and you can see it's so subtle on Freeman's face, but he gets a he gets a little kick out of it. Does he? Yeah. yeah I, it's, it's, I watched it, it again today. I know what you're saying. Yeah. He does. He does like. He's laughing inside. He's too proper yeah. to laugh about it outright. Yeah. But he almost like a I don't know, there's something there that kind of makes you realize he thinks it's kind of funny. Yeah, he I think he I think he's uh enjoying the conversation a little bit. He knows mm. Mills is badgering him and the guy's obviously a huge piece of <clears throat> shit. So yeah. why not appreciate that a little bit? Maybe it's almost like his little pride in his work. I mean it could be yeah. it's it's also like somewhat of an effective interrogation technique to throw the suspect off by coming at him from different angles. You so that was mad. definitely a frontal assault and then 
then Somerset was going to follow up, look for weakness, and hit him with the intellectual shit. So Somerset with it, the somersault. It, yes, somersaulting Somersets. Um, yeah, I mean, there's so many good lines. I mean, you just have to watch the scene again. Yeah. If you haven't seen this movie in a long time, just go back and watch the whole movie, and but like really soak into this scene. So shooting John Doe through the cage in yeah. the back two is just effective. It like gives you the feeling like he's confined. But it's very he's Hannibal Lecter-ish. To, um, to burst out and do his very, thing. Very, very uh, Silence of the Lambs-esque. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And then we get to the final location um, where the boys hang out for a bit and start chatting. And then the uh, the uh, uh, courier truck starts coming down the road. And I'm telling you the last couple of minutes, even if you know what's coming in this movie, it's tense. It's just tense. Like you're like, what the fuck is that? What's coming? What's in the box? Ah. I like to think it's goop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's blood on it. You know what, though? The one yeah, thing I... Gwyneth Paltrow's fucking company. His goop. goop? Yeah, I know. Yeah. I knew goop. Uh, fucking vagina-scented candles. Although I do want one of those. <laughs> I mean, we all want one. But uh, Thanks, goop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the one thing that uh, I did question a little tiny bit this time, and I'd never had questioned it before, was... I don't think he's opening that box. No. They have to bring the bomb squad in. See, and I've always felt like that. They I do, never thought about that. They do say we got to call the bomb squad. We got a box. We got a box. I know, but he, I know they he say it. open it, but I think. But I don't, with Somerset, I'm just saying, would he, in reality, would he open that box? He Knowing he that he probably, could be anything? Well, the thing is, I feel like what he did was probably deduce correctly that it's not a bomb. Yeah. Right? I, a yeah. bomb doesn't fit. He thinks he thinks about it. He does. If he had just opened it and been like, "What's this? Oh my God! It's Tracy's head." He opens that it carefully. Been, but he, he sits there and he's like, "I don't know. I don't know." And he waits and then he's like, "Fuck it! I'm gonna do it." I think he might actually look back and be like, "If this is a bomb, it'll just kill me and no one else." Will, and then Mills can take out John. Like, I'm what if if anyways. his thought pattern went that way? I'm not saying it did. It's just he yeah. gives these things pass through his mind. Yeah, it, it that was a big part of John Doe's plan. Like, what if they didn't? At some point, they would have though. Uh, but it had to be at that moment. Well, he, but he tells him. Spacey is telling him what's there. So you can yeah. tell that that box shows up. He would have told them exactly what's in there. Yeah, he says, they wouldn't have left without. Brad Pitt never sees what's in the box. No, he doesn't. But he tells him. It would have ended up, yeah. And that, and that's, he was telling him in the middle of it, yeah. Yeah, and that's another thing <clears throat> that just makes this more brutal is they never show it. They, 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 you get a, a hint that there's some blood on the box, but even when Morgan Freeman opens it, then there's not an angle. You can even see hair or a nose or anything. He's just like, ah, oh, ah. Oh. And there. then he starts putting it together in his head. John Doe's like, got the oh. upper hand here. And yeah, stay away. As, yeah, as soon as he's running back trying to yell and he's like, he mentions there, his wife's name and I, then snap, that's I, it. I believe, you guys tell me if I'm wrong, I believe I did see some strands of blonde hair, not inside the box, but on floating around. I don't, oh, know I, didn't. I, I don't know if I picked it up. I, I didn't know. pick it not up. Not that it's not there. Yeah. I just I can't I'd have no to way. look again. Yeah. But um, yeah, and then he uh, starts running towards him. Like it, he knows the look on his face. Yeah. He knows instantly wh- exactly me. what the plan is. Like he, he figures it out real quick. Yeah. Because he even gets out there and throws his gun away. Because he, he, he doesn't he, want his he, gun. In my mind, and I don't know if this is the case, Somerset looks down and he, he almost like points and then starts to look over. So he's like, so this would be pride at his family. And he wants him to kill him. That's wrath. Oh, it's going to be the seven. That's going to be it. So yeah. he, he puts it together by the time he starts running. Yeah, yeah. Throws he, his you pistol. see him put it together. Well, he, it's interesting because he, he's got his pistol. But when he gets out there and he's talking to David, you see him like realize yeah. he shouldn't have this a gun. He, for a, he yep. shouldn't have a gun for many reasons. One, because he could have to shoot Mills. Yep. 
one he might want to shoot he would like tracy he might want to shoot him yep so he just like takes that him having a weapon out of the equation like I, to me that was a great I, moment yeah i viewed that differently than that and what was what you why i just i just viewed it as him like him just being like look like we're all like no guns like let's just like disarming the situation and that's yeah. in his brain like he's never seen anything like this he would be panicked even though he's still like he's still very much somerset and he's trying to like be rational and stuff and he's still contained i think in his brain there's fucking fireworks and panic and he's just like it's out of panic that he's like he's like we can't shoot him you can't shoot him like my, i'm throwing my gun away too yeah. like let's nobody have guns i, I feel like, like he, disarming the situation i feel just like it by, was like impulse i got it i i just just and i mean it could have been I, we could it would be interesting to ask there's Summer, no right answer for me yeah it would be interesting to ask somerset what his motivation was yeah but I, I, once again great moments like that can be interpreted by whoever wants and then you you make sense of it yeah which is why you should leave things to be interpreted for the audience 100%. because everyone has their own personal view and like so my view was if he has a gun if i have a gun and Mills starts pointing his gun at the at the a handcuffed guy on his knees. I might have to hold my gun on him and tell him to not do it. And I don't want to have a and I don't and I might want to kill. I would want to kill him too. He was he had that moment with Tracy. Yeah. yeah. In the like I would just yeah. be like I I don't want to be never tempted. killing. To me, Somerset's yeah. never gonna kill Spacey, and he's never gonna pull his gun on Mills or shoot Mills. I think of those two, I'd lean more towards Brent, where I think he he runs back, he starts he just, talking to Mills, and he's, he's trying like, to being a good example. If, if Mills kills, if Mills kills John Doe, then the then the plan is complete. Yeah. Right? And well, so he Somerset, says that Somerset right too. Starts saying like, "Don't shoot," and then he's like, "I'm not gonna have a gun. You shouldn't have a gun. Let's not kill this guy." Like, that's what it is to me. He doesn't want. The I plan guess to throwing be the gun away is is trying to be a good. Um, a good example to, and the guy's handcuffed. Like it's he's just, not gonna go get his gun. It's just a quick reaction where his brain just jumps to. Because to me, he's never gonna do those other two things you mentioned. He's never gonna pull his gun or shoot Mills. Yeah. And especially given the circumstance, and he's never gonna shoot Spacey. That's not who he is. A Somerset, right? Yeah. So the only the, yeah. like those things aren't options. So I don't think he's getting his gun. Gone I guess maybe I was thinking myself. I would want to shoot him. Yeah, no, for sure. Totally. Well, then you can take the and part I, of the part of Mills who. And I might want to. Uh, well, who wouldn't want to shoot him? Wouldn't you guys want Brett, to shoot him? Oh yeah. Oh well, yeah. He's done. He's done. I wouldn't have waited as long as Brad Pitt did, but I guess he's a cop and it's different things. But Brad's Pitt. Pitt. He plays that. He plays that scene so well. Yeah. The fact that they. I wonder, I wonder if award. they wrote this movie through and then went back and added the whole pregnancy scene. Or, or if that, I'd like to know, was it part of the first draft or did was it added after? Because like it's it's enough of a justification for the guy to have killed your wife, but then to throw in and the the baby living inside her, and when fucking Morgan Freeman slaps him and says "shut up," Pitt's like, "Oh, he didn't know." What? Yeah, and then he gives him the "Oh, he didn't know," and then they do the the subliminal flash one frame of of Tracy's face yeah, in the back, and then Mills probably, starts going in. I, I like all of that. I like the flash too. You know. I could have. I think it was. I think just that little teeny flash is okay. Yeah. I don't usually like. More, it didn't need to be a montage with music of her like the wind beneath my wings. It, it was, was just like boom. Yeah, that's what like his that brain went. Line swing. Yeah. yeah. Thing. Yeah. It was. <laughs> it, yeah. Exactly. It's per. It's perfect that um that little three two or three frames. Yeah. They they don't make it subliminal. They want you to see it, but they yeah. just they, it's just a flash. Yeah. Pitt does so good at suffering there. He like, should have won. He should have his he, suffering. He should have won the Oscar for that. It, it, God damn. I mean, there could have been so good everyone could have won Oscars. You could have had you could have had supporting, you could have had best actor. You I mean, you could have definitely best director, definitely best screenplay. I, I mean, this thing could have fucking won. I don't won. think Freeman wins any awards for this. What? He's great, but I don't think that it's a challenging role. 
I don't. Mm. I disagree. I think. I don't think so. Mm. He's he talks less. He's solid. The moment so, Freeman's always solid. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Freeman could do anything. He's an amazing actor. This is nothing against Freeman. It's just that out of all the roles, like this isn't the most challenging role. Pitt's role is more challenging. What's challenging? The guys. I just. I disagree. I think that's because we all think. <laughs> Morgan Friedman is a superior actor, so that's easy. But I don't think that shit he does is easy. The this, this scene with Tracy isn't easy. The scene where he finds the head in the box and translates it all through just his facial reactions. Yeah, he does a great job. Uh, like, think of every fucking scene. Just the scenes where he's alone. He's alone a lot of the time and just acting. He has no one to act off of. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. a lot of silent shit that he I pulls mean, off. Yeah. He, I mean, he... Like, tell me a ch more challenging he's role. Amazing. Tell me one role that was better than this for Freeman. Like, Shawshank? Shawshank for sure. I don't know. I, yeah, I, I Shawshank think, for sure. I think Shawshank's as good. And that one where he plays God with Jim Carrey? <laughs> Just I don't know. I, no I, th I Lucky think number 11? No. I, you no. guys think Shawshank's his best performance? Yeah. I mean, probably. That's pretty that's close. I'd have to watch, like, Driving Miss Daisy and some of those. Yeah, I've never no. seen Driving oh, Miss Daisy. Just out of the two, over seven and... to make water. Just over seven and, um, and Shawshank. Yeah, uh... I think, seven and I, think, I think I think Shawshank. Freeman's better in Shawshank. He gets to do. He just gets more range. Think of the think of the conflict in Shawshank. Like Shawshank yeah. is way but and he, the voiceover. But he never has. Con I was in the prison. That's my actually. Favorite. Andy doesn't. He he does have conflict. Uh, Andy's certain about his beliefs. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, yeah, no, this is um, it's, a masterpiece it's, of it. filmmaking. Why don't you call it? Because we just got to the yeah, end no, of the story. We don't usually go through linearly, but I think it's just perfect for movies we like. Now um, it's a masterpiece. We struggle to not go through because we think we try to go. Yeah, we try. there's few movies we've done that are like just bulletproof masterpieces. Shawshank was one of them that yeah. we did cover. Because before um, my time, but I can't disagree. Unforgiven is was a complete masterpiece. Unforgiven is good, yeah. and I would say that this is a masterpiece as well. Like I feel like this is was considered an. It was considered at the time when this movie came out, much like a Fight Club, which is also a brilliant movie. This and Fight Club were considered um, MTV blockbuster movies yeah. and not Academy Award winning movies. But I actually, looking at them now, I, I think that's bullshit. I think both Fight Club and this movie are fucking better than a lot of the movies that go to the Oscars. And like whoever thought that back then yeah. and didn't nominate this, they'd go fuck themselves because this is fucking genius. Because they don't fit the mold of what that was at that yeah. time, right? It's the same as, as Grammys with music. Like there are some things like like hip-hop and rap and stuff like that, like they weren't even part of that forever. Yeah. Right? You, you usually don't see production value like this in a movie like this. Yeah. The the suspense kind of horror thriller genre, it usually get cheeseball actors and you not great stuff, do. but they pull out all the punches. This movie was made for just over 30 mil and made over 300 back. Dude, if you um, think about it. For an R-rated movie like this, that's a feat. Everybody in R -rated, this is just yeah. a masterclass. Like Pitt, yeah. Spacey, Freeman, Fincher. Like, yeah, it's all good. It is, it is. All right, take us home, Colin. What do you think? You don't you like it a little bit? Oh, I said it was I a masterpiece. Yeah. I think it's Brent's. Whoever, what, oh, whoever wants see, to go that's next. That's how quick it is. So he he didn't say. Oh, you words. can't. Yeah, that's weird. That's <laughs> usually not the Colin's thing. You didn't. You have to say it. How. <laughs> How I said it was a fucking masterpiece. Yeah, but you have to say the show's yeah, called but Hold it Up. It doesn't hold up. It, no. it, it, yeah. <laughs> you have to say. You have to say Hold I, Up. I know That's you guys are always show. so nitpicky <laughs> about the Hold Up thing. <laughs> I said this thing was bulletproof, so yeah, it holds up. Yeah. There you go. Yay! That's not her. Branding, you 
dink. <laughs> Brent's like, <laughs> Brent's like, how are we gonna sell t-shirts? Yeah. <laughs> if you don't All fucking do swag. it, what about the? That reminds me, t-shirts available on holdup.com. No. Sold out. Um, oh yeah, we aren't got any. Yeah, no, this movie holds up a hundred percent. I um, this is one of the f- the only movies that I watched twice before we did the episode. Yeah, and enjoyed it both times. I bet. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. I I fucking like this movie, and I like. Like, the darker shit gets, the more I tend to like it. And I fucking love this one. Because it's never cheese. Yeah. With the biblical stuff, you can get real cheesy sometimes. Yeah. This one, like pulling out the Dante's Inferno. Jobs and the 314, And all that. <laughs> Jesus, fuck. <laughs> it's, um... <laughs> what a spoil. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie, what am I going to fucking say? This movie's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, why would I say anything different? It's a, It's amazing how underrated i don't know if this movie is underrated i think people do hold this in high accord but uh i don't watch this movie enough it's fucking awesome start to finish as many times as i've seen it um great imagery it's just terrifying uh so well acted it has me on the edge of my seat i feel feelings every time they find the the head in the box it's not a dick in the box it's a head in the box it's the uglier cousin of dick in the box so it's crazy good and uh, directing casting script what are you gonna do what are you gonna do this movie's fucking great it holds up um yeah so so in 97 the best picture winner was english what i was at 95 yeah damn it i picked 97 in 97 it was english patient that was your guess before yeah you're right it was english patient and english patient i tried to watch recently and that does not fucking hold up in that one in 97 so that's upsetting isn't it weird to see the way that cinema goes? Yeah, what's considered brilliant? Which is, yeah, just change. Which is why I love this show. I love the way that we can talk about this stuff. And and it, again, we're we're just going from our opinions. So would a would the actual critics out there have different opinions? I don't know, but I, I think I know that every time I disagree with Colin, he manages to find a bunch of articles for months <laughs> afterwards. Yeah, I'll tell you something. The best screenplay, <laughs> the best screen, screenplay winner for this year was was Forrest Gump. And Shawshank mm. came out this year too. Oh my god! What? Yeah, and Shawshank fucking didn't win anything. Gump won over Shawshank, eh? Hey? Gump yeah. won everything, and Shawshank Gump won shit. Gump was the shit. hype though, because that show's more for the masses. And yeah, like, but that was a super like we were split on that one when we did that. Was two against who, three. That one was either. One. Who John? Liked it? That was Paul. I liked it. John was the I only one who. You were the only one that did. I like didn't it. think these guys said that the it was like dangerous. The the kind of. Well, I said it was American dangerous, but Paul said it, it was it, like and ridiculous. Like and I thought it was like fine and Ta- it like had some deep messaging that that you know was probably a little deeper than this movie. The deep messaging think. in Gump was very conservative. It was very very dark. I think it was you can bang chicks with AIDS. Yes. No, it was like any, it. anybody who it. anybody who was in that movie who was a woman was first of all like just yeah. a tramp, and secondly anybody who was like well, his mom wasn't a tramp. Anybody who was oh, liberal yeah. in that movie was like she AIDS banged, infested. Like, teachers and yeah, so he could get doctor. into school because he was like clearly not going to get in otherwise. Well, she and was, she's a noble tramp. She's she's a she's a hooker with a heart of gold. Stealing bread to feed your family doesn't make you a, a bad anyway, person. No, but it does make you a thief. Anyway, Forrest yeah, Gump's one of tramp is more like okay, fucking whoring out everybody. I don't know. It's it's, <laughs> it's not doing it because she likes now it. Now we're talking semantics. <laughs> Gump is Gump is Gump is one of our most popular episodes. It so is. if you haven't yeah. listened to it, you should go, go check back. It out. Tell us what you think. Podcast.holdup yeah. at gmail.com. Lots of good impressions. And I would like to get maybe we'll follow up later on with Brent's impression on it. 
not on another show or yeah, something. Yeah, that wouldn't be bad. Because he never got to do it. No. Okay. Well, we love Seven, and you should too. Watch it seven times, and you'll get it. Um, oh. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, everybody. This has been fun. It's a good one. We like the good ones. Let's keep the good ones rolling. We're sick of the 80s, 90s action. <laughs> yeah. So we, we'll find some good stuff as Brent's we like, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll still go back to that. Yeah, I like the 90s I, action bullshit. I, I we'll I we'll find some stuff. Too, yeah. we'll, we'll definitely keep doing that. Yeah. But now that we have a bit more time, we'll maybe look for some actually good ones or, or maybe we'll keep going on with some shit ones. I don't know. You never know what we're going to do. But one thing we will do is what you want us to. So get a, hook us up on Instagram, um, hold up underscore podcast, and tell us what movies you'd like to see us do. We'll add them to the list. Send and a dick pic or a movie request. Yes. Yeah, I have to do that, all that stuff. So maybe don't send as many dick pics as requests. Oh, you heard it. Dick you heard now. it. Uh, yeah. That's it. All right. Yeah, that'll be the new thing. <laughs> All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. And as always, enjoy your shit. Thanks for listening, everyone. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Our handle is holdup underscore podcast. You can fire us a comment or two, add a movie to our wish list, and we always post a hint about our next episode in the middle of the week. Feel free to drop us an email directly if you've got some feedback for us. Our email is podcast.holdup at gmail.com. Our podcast can be found where most podcasts are these days. Podbean, iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Player FM.